You're listening to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. You can support us on Patreon and join our Discord server at patreon.com slash wtfolklore. Hello everyone and welcome to What the Folklore, Making Sense of Senseless Tales. I am your storyteller, Carmen. Crime Weaver Tyler. And I'm I'm the the founder of Carpitalism Movement, sweeping at least this corner of the nation, sort of maybe more the corner of this municipality. Um, but it is sweeping, as as you can probably hear, listeners. There's people just clamoring outside of Gordy's door right a now. Sweeping a thing a thing you don't have to do on carpets. <laughs> that's that's this, the this slogan episode. of the movement. <laughs> This you... episode brought to you by carpets that you don't have to sweep. But you can if you want. They do make special carpet sweepy things. And you can. If you've got pets, but, that's fairly helpful. But it's very, very important that I point out you don't have to sweep the carpet. That is true. You can sweep under a rug, which is like a detached carpet, which we won't get into right now because I'm I'm on thin enough ice as it is. <laughs> Are they real sticklers? I, I just need I just need carpetalism to take off in a big way. <laughs> All eggs and in I this think, basket. And the I last think big bit. I think there is groundswell sort of in this part of my street. <laughs> I th- I think I think I'm starting to hear some people get really excited about it. But if it could if it could kind of grow, um, that would just really help me get reinstated. Well, I mean, we're we got your back, Gordy. We support you in your endeavors. Okay, thank you. Do we perhaps have a carpet-related story we could tell today? That would that would really to help. synergize. If I, could, if I could sort of get that out there a little bit, I'm, I'm sure you could insert carpets into the story today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I'm sorry, Gordy. I I'm not as deep into the carpet lore. As I should be, I'm mm. sure. Uh, we are going to Greece today. I don't know if that helps you or not. Uh, the island of Greece. <laughs> mm. That tropical paradise. <laughs> Known for carpets. <laughs> Mostly only carpets. Uh, so today, uh, courtesy of Kid Chaos, Gilded with Cheese, uh, we are reading Air Lazarus and the Draken. Uh, air is... or air? H e r r. Okay. Uh, and this is an Andrew Long or Lang collection piece uh, from Greece, and currently sourced from fairytaleswithaz.com, the raddest fairy tale site on the internet. Love it. Love it. I don't have much more information on this one, so shall we get into it? Let's do it. Yeah. All right. Once there was a cobbler called Lazarus. 
and Lazarus was very fond of honey. Like full Pooh Bear? Yeah, just 100% a Pooh Bear. Who, he's a Pooh Bear of shoes. Hmm. Is he? He is. Canon. <laughs> Decreed. Uh, one day, as Lazarus ate some honey at work, uh, presumably by just shoving his whole hand into a little pot of it, uh, flies collected around him in such numbers that he killed 40 with one blow. Wait a so minute. Kill, ki- killed what? He killed 40 flies with one blow. Wait a flies. goddamn second. 40 flies. The meta's changing. Is this a loop? <laughs> Have we looped? What see, year is what it? Was I, see, what was I just talking about? We're running out of real stories. <laughs> now we're just repeating them. So, being apparently some kind of relative of a certain tailor we've met before, this cobbler goes straight from his shoe store to commission a sword that has the inscription, With one blow I have slain forty. On, wait, on a what? On a sword. That's a lot cooler than what the tailor did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this this guy means business. This guy is setting out to deceive. <laughs> you put that on a belt and that's just a cool brag. Your WWE belt <laughs> that you made for yourself. That's just a cool brag you're doing. You put that on a sword. You are very deliberately associating this sword with that murder. With that claim. Um, so he commissions the sword I assume there is some kind of cool blacksmithing montage that happens at this point with this cobbler still shoveling honey into his mouth while he watches from the sidelines (laughs) as this blacksmith engraves the inscription make it bigger (laughs) about 40% cooler Um, so as soon as he gets the sword he takes it on a world tour. He just to sold out shows. He just up and leaves the cobbling business, and now he and his sword are on the road. Everyone's gonna want to see this sword. He makes it two days from home. No one wanted to see this sword. And he comes to a spring and he lays himself down to sleep. In that country, two days' journey from his house, there dwelt Draken. It's never really explained what Draken are. They are always capitalized. I assume that they are a specific clan of dragony folk. One of these Draken came to the spring to get water and found Lazarus sleeping and saw the writing on his sword and is capable of reading it. He goes back to the other Draken and shares this hot goss about this guy and his sword that declares him to be a very efficient murderer. And everyone says, well, we should probably make friends with this powerful stranger, right? It's like, we want this one as an ally. So as not to be murdered ourselves. Indeed, yes. Very forward-thinking group of Draken. So the Mm -hmm. Draken went back, and he woke Lazarus from his sleep, and he was like, hey, besties, maybe? How you feel about that? Uh," And Lazarus is like, yeah, sure. And then they had a priest bless the fellowship, so I guess that makes it official. (laughs) They got friend married. Yeah, they got, they got friend married. They got a notary public to come in. <laughs> we con- are friends, binding. Confirm the friendship. Maybe we should do that. 
we are friends and we will not murder each other. <laughs> legally binding. If any friendship needs the blessing of a, of a priest, it's probably this one. <laughs> um, so now, now he has a very official friendship. A seal of friendship approved. And he has a whole dragon family to go chill with. So I guess he just like moves in with them for a bit. After some days of just like crashing on their couch or whatever is happening just here, yeah, uh, they tell him it's their custom to take turns bringing wood and water, and that he would be expected to be a contributing member of society. As our bro, yeah, who will not murder us contractually. So they had a great leathern bag that held 200 measures of water. I don't know what the unit of measure is, but it is a measure of some kind. Uh, and Lazarus had some difficulty dragging this to the spring while it was empty, because it is just so big. So he knew there was no way he could get it back full. I don't, I don't know why the dragon think that the ability to to efficiently murder forty people in one blow uh, translates one to one to, to water. Yeah, like to just brute physical strength when there's apparent. Uh, I'm assuming a rather large height difference happening here. But whatever, here and we maybe are. Maybe probably the sword did a lot of the work. Yeah, like and sword is not known for its water toting abilities. Maybe it was the sword that killed forty in one blow. Nothing is clear, <laughs> uh, except that he can't get this thing back full, so he doesn't even bother filling it, and instead he digs up the ground all around the spring. And since he was taking forever on this simple fetch water errand and they're waiting on, on water to boil their dinner or whatever, the dragon sent one of their number to go check on him. And when he gets there, Lazarus says, look, I was thinking about it, and instead of carrying water every day, like, why not just save time? I'll just bring the entire spring home at once and we will yeah, free what it. What if we made a fucking river? What if we just, like, have the spring in our house and we'll be freed from its burden? Springhouse? Sound good? And the dragon were like, oh shit, no, you're too powerful. We will die of thirst if you do that, because that is not a sustainable <laughs> water practice. <laughs> uh, so you just sit right down and make yourself comfortable. We exempt you from water duty. We got this. <laughs> you're more insane than we thought. So it says turn to bring wood next. And the dragon always brought an entire tree on their shoulder on their trip home. Mm-hmm. But Lazarus is a small, so he cannot do this. And instead, he ties all the trees together with a thick rope and just, like, hung out in the forest until they'd send someone to check on him. So when the dragon to, who came to see what the hell's taking so long got there, uh, Lazarus says, I'm just going to bring this whole forest at once. Like, why bother with the trees? And they're like, nope, that is not... Bro, 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 bro! We've been over not, this. Not Smokey the Bear approved. This is not sustainable forestry. <laughs> we, we cannot do that. <laughs> we we exempt you from wood duty also. After they'd lived together for some time, the dragon became weary of Lazarus. 
I'm not sure. I'm not sure that I blame them. I haven't gotten much impression of Lazarus, but the little we've gotten in here does not lead me to believe he would be a fun or chill roommate. And did did they not already start there? They're not wary of him. They're weary of him now. Weary, I see. Yeah, um, they they are. They have grown tired of his company. <laughs> <laughs> he has overstayed his welcome. In this priest blessed arrangement that they have come to. Uh, so the next reasonable thing to do is. Uh, kill him so they they agree on a murder plan they're each going to strike him with a hatchet while he slept so that they don't have to deal with this freaking annoying house guest who doesn't even contribute guys what was the fucking priest for then i, I don't know uh, state mandate <laughs> yeah it's that's local municipality rules for for friendship it's 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 a lot to wade through but does make them stronger in the end paperwork makes friendship stronger that is true that's what i've always said um so lazarus heard of the scheme i don't know if it's just because he's always hanging out playing video games on the couch and they're dragons so their whispers are loud uh but regardless, when evening came, he covered a log with his cloak and put it in his regular sleeping spot, and he hid while the dragon did their hatcheting business. And assuming that they had done the job because it was just all a mess under there, they go back to sleep, and uh, they just have the, the nice sweet sleep of people finally rid of this obnoxious roommate. <laughs> and... Uh, Lazarus threw away the bits of log and went to sleep in his regular spot. Toward dawn, he begins to groan, and the draken wake up and they're like, What ails you? Which seems like not the thing that you would expect them to say. Because I would expect them to say, Oh shit, you're alive? <laughs> but instead, yeah, but they're playing it cool. Yeah, like, oh, do you have a, you have a tummy ache? What's going on? Um... So Lazarus says, oh, the gnat stung horribly last night. And this terrifies the dragon that he took their blows as gnat stings. So now he's officially like a bed bug. What have we gotten ourselves into here? And they really have to get rid of him. But normal methods do not apply. So the next morning, I like, I really appreciate this order of operations step one murder step two when step one fails ask if he has a wife or child that maybe he'd like to go visit <laughs> like don't you have don't you have like other people to go and hang out with didn't you have a thing today i remember you telling me you had a thing <laughs> and and just like before even getting an answer to that, just to kind of like juice the wheels a little bit, <laughs> like I w- we'll just we'll give you a bag of gold to take with you <laughs> for your thing. Yeah, that you, you can... said you had to do just where, wherever for whatever you need it for. It's a sweet little gift that we're gonna kiss onto your forehead. <laughs> and Lazarus is like, oh yeah, I do have a family, and gold would be great. But why don't you carry it? I don't wanna. And they and they're like, oh yes, hell yeah, we, we've almost got. We can change the locks as soon as he's out. Okay, whatever gets him out the door. Sure, like, who do yeah. we have to banish with him? Yeah, sure. One of you, one of you, grab the thing. Um, 
So one of the, the dragon takes the gold with them. And when they had come within a short distance of Lazarus's house, Lazarus said to this dragon, Stop here so I can go tie up my children lest they eat you. That's a thing anyone has said before. I mean, if I ever plan to have kids, and I, I don't, but, <laughs> but if I did, I would, I would work this into a conversation at least once. So Lazarus went and tied his children, who he apparently does actually have. <laughs> Not Daddy. mentioned. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> What's okay. That? What are we doing? <laughs> Daddy, we got honey for you. Oh. Yeah, this this story felt it was important to mention that this guy likes honey a lot, but not that he has a wife and a, theoretically a wife and children. We don't actually ever see the wife, so he could have just abandoned his children to live alone while he wandered around with his cool sword that he got from the convention. <laughs> so he ties up his children and he tells them that as soon as they see the dragon, they need to call it as loud as they can. Dragon flesh! Dragon flesh! It seems like he's at least aware of the danger that he was in. Why? I mean, they were trying to murder him. Sure. I feel like it's been a while, but I feel like the tailor did not realize that and just kind of like lucked out of all of his situations. Yeah, no, the ta- well, the tailor also did some stuff, right? Like, the, the tailor did use some cleverness to solve the various tasks and problems yeah. he was given. We're, this guy is just a con- too. Yeah, this guy's just a con man. <laughs> I mean, both this guy and the tailor were not welcome guests anywhere they went because they were apparently obnoxious to be around. But the the tailor did actually perform his tasks eventually. Uh, so his kids are very compliant children. I mean, I guess this would be a fun game. Your dad you haven't seen for however many years comes home, ties you up, and tells you to scare a dragon. Um... <laughs> So they they do as they're told, and the dragon is terrified, drops the bag of gold, and flees. On the road, the the dragon met a fox, and the fox is like, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? And the dragon says that he is frightened. What's wrong, wimpy baby? Where are you running from? (laughs) That would be be a a fox thing to do. (laughs) Uh, so the dragon says he is frightened of the children of Air Lazarus, who had been within a hair's breadth of eating him up. The fox laughed at this presumably large enough to carry an entire tree on his shoulder dragon thing, and says, You're afraid of those idiots? <laughs> Look, they had two fowls. I ate one yesterday. I am on my way to fetch the other one, and if you don't <laughs> believe me, you, you must see for yourself. But first, tie yourself onto my tail. I could have done both at once, but I was just so full, I figured I'd go back again today. Yeah, like, I'm not even worried about it. Literally no one can stop me. So the dragon tied himself to the fox's tail, reasons unknown, and went back with it to Lazarus's house. Maybe this is like a security blanket thing. For the wimpy baby. Yeah, the fox is like, you tie yourself to my tail and I'll protect you, you big old dragony fellow. Lazarus, who apparently anticipated something going on, was standing with his gun raised, ready to fire. (laughs) 
Or maybe this is just what his afternoons look like. <laughs> or maybe his his wife and children said, Daddy, the fox stole one of our fowls. <laughs> I mean, that's a possibility. I do like the image of him like tossing his t- still tied up children's hair and then just going and grabbing his gun and just going pew, pew, pew at random things because that's just how he passes the time when he's not cobbling or eating honey. Also, I appreciate that this is apparently an era where swords or where guns exist. Yeah. 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 And he he went for inscribed sword. Yeah. Which is a whole look. I think that tells us more about him than anything else in this story. He owns a gun and he went for sword. Are you trying to suggest that you would act differently? No, sword is way cooler than gun for sure. Exactly. What's the problem here? I'm not saying there's a problem. I'm just saying it's telling. Because like up until this <laughs> point, you assume we're in, in the era where sword is ultimate weaponry. Uh, but then we pull out a fucking gun. It swerves on us. So his gun's raised. He's ready to fire. And when he saw the fox coming along with the dragon, he called out to the fox, Did I not tell you to bring all the dragon? And you bring only one? And the draken, who is already primed for fear, is like, oh shit, runs off, which dashes the fox to pieces against the stones, because they are tied together for reasons. And when Lazarus had got quit of the draken, he used the gold that he'd taken from them to build himself a magnificent house and spent the rest of his days in great enjoyment, presumably just shooting random things and eating honey, and maybe his children are still tied up. Who knows? The end. I think I think we have a lot more to unpack in this one. <laughs> Does present a kind of mystery that I uh, thought we'd get a little more of. What mystery is that specifically? Just why? Yeah, that is <laughs> <laughs> that was the mystery I had in just, mind. Just also, like what's just like what's going on? Yeah, like what. What is Lazarus aiming for at any point in this situation? A good time. I guess. And he gets it. He does. He's a man who appears to live on impulse alone. He is living la vida loca. <laughs> he he yes-ands life, so I'll give that to him. Yeah, for sure. Like, things come his way and he's like, hell yeah. Let's see where this goes. This dragon woke me up and wants to be friends. Let's get a priest in here. <laughs> I'm gonna couch surf for as long as they put up with me. I don't even I don't even remember my wife and children. Get a break from my kids. Just drench myself in honey. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why he was a terrible roommate. It's like everything around him is just a little bit sticky. <laughs> and he hogs the PlayStation. Carmen, I think it's a lot a bit sticky. <laughs> it's it's extremely sticky. Like, the dragon look, pick up their controllers and they're like, what the? <laughs> <laughs> you got it in the buttons. Like, these aren't working anymore. <laughs> we gotta kill this man. It's in the buttons. <laughs> yeah, if, if everything was honey sticky around this guy all the time, I get why their first, their first leap would be Let's, we, let's just kill him. <laughs> That's enough of that. 
He would be an awful roommate to anyone he lived with. We will do the world a favor. He's out. What I want to know was why, when presented with the bag of gold as an exchange for just getting out of the house, breaking the lease early, <laughs> he's like, I need one of you to come with me, so then I have the problem of getting rid of you. <laughs> yeah, okay. Instead of just... Just, just taking the gold it. and leaving, yeah. Yeah. Like, if the objective was get the gold. He really didn't want to carry it. I guess, yeah, maybe he's just super lazy. And, yeah, I mean, yes, for sure he is. I think we can say that definitively. Uh, and he's a he's a one problem at a time kind of guy. That is, if the yeah. solution to the current problem creates a new problem, I'll solve that one later. <laughs> yeah, he goes through life like dominoes. <laughs> Just one thing knocking over the next thing, knocking over the next thing. Uh, the one big thing I think we need to solve is the whole fox telling the dragon to tie himself to his tail thing. Yeah, kind of a loose end there. Like, the easy solution is just to edit that out. Because, <laughs> what? <laughs> um... Because you also don't need the fox to die at the end. The fox is not really all that much a threat. Yeah, the, I think the teller of the story just wanted the fox to die. Yeah, this this teller had a beef with foxes. <laughs> like, mid-telling mid the story a fox got into his hen house. And he's like, you know I'll what? I'll show you, foxes. I'm gonna tie this fox to a dragon. Beat it to death with rocks. But it's, I, th I feel like with our powers combined, we could come up with a reasonable explanation for this requirement. I think you already kind of did, though. Just security blanket? Yeah, like it, it provided the draken with a sense of calm and security. To make that work, up, they would, I feel like it would need to be edited to the dragon requiring it, rather than the the fox. Mm -hmm. Do we lose Tyler? Yeah, we yeah lose Discord Tyler. just gave up on me. <laughs> you back? You did? It just closed itself. <laughs> Discord's oh. like, you've been talking for too long. Uh, I don't know at what point that dropped, uh, but I was saying, to make that one work, I, I feel like the... The requirement to be tied together would need to come from the draken rather than the yeah, fox. That would be a simple change. Uh, I was just curious if we could come up with a reason the fox might want this. What motivation the fox could possibly have to tie a dragon to him. Can we presume that uh, these creatures are winged? You can presume anything. Let me see if there's actually if like... We if we try hard enough. Because if it is winged like a dragon, like if it's just kind of a dragonborn sort of thing, but with wings, maybe the fox is just mm -hmm. trying to banjo kazooie it. Just like a little, just like a lizard. The fox just wanted a double jump. So there's no like clear. I searched dragon. There's a lot of fun things that we could play with with that. Like uh, supersonic fighter aircraft of the Cold War period that we could just pretend these all are. <laughs> um, let's see. 
Dracon sort of Greek. a uh, second life situation then. Mm-hmm. Just people walking around with swords, foxes, and also airplanes that are just walking around. All right, so the Greek dracon often differs from the modern Western con- conception of a dragon, but it's the etymological order- or- origin of the modern term and the source of many of the surviving Indo-European myths and legends. Uh, so they had one that was like humanoid from the waist up, serpentine below, and the size of a mountain. They had one that was serpent-like. They had the hydras. They had a couple that were serpent-like. And, uh, yeah, so the, it seemed to be, like, somewhere between just, like, snaky dragon things and nagas. Like, people with serpent tails instead mm-hmm. of legs. So which one of those so, would a fox want tied to it? Well, we have they have shoulders because they can put things on them. Yes, they are good at carry. And Typhon uh, was a was the first one that I mentioned the the human from the waist up, serpent below, and the size of a mountain. I'm thinking we're we're like snake men, is what we're dealing but with. Mountain sized. Probably a little smaller. I think Typhon is like an old... He mated with Echidna, and they fathered many monsters. So we can probably just assume that this group yes. is just maybe descendants. So not quite mountain size, but bigger than trees. Maybe the fox just like wanted to, f- to feel like he had a cool pet. I'm not on the leash. You are. Is this a power move? Just like fine if that if that's how you want to spend your I don't know social capital. <laughs> These poor dragon are very easily tricked by like the stupidest man ever. Yeah, like Lazarus isn't even pulling any particularly clever pranks. <laughs> and I get like. Children screaming for flesh is a terrifying concept for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one was but good. But also, also you are that's a always, dragon. That's always going to go down pretty That smooth. was a good goof. <laughs> I also want to know where this wife is. <laughs> Long suffering, wherever she I'm is. I'm sure. I'm sure. Do we have another Deborah Raymond? <laughs> it's this, is this more of that? <laughs> She saw him coming and she's like, ah, oh, shit, I gotta, I gotta get anything I don't want sticky put away in this house. <laughs> and that's why we don't see her. <laughs> but my stickiest husband's coming home. <laughs> we gotta put the good stuff yeah. up high where he cannot reach it. Another, another lotion-y man, perhaps. <laughs> I don't, I don't know that I have a lot more to say, um. How do you rate this versus the the brave little tailor? I did want to ask, um, timeline wise, who came first? Do you think? Who did the bit I think, first? I think the tailor did it first. He he's an originator. And do you think this guy is aware of that, or is this one of those situations where it's just a coincidence that it happened twice? 
this this has this the feeling of someone trying to capture the essence of of a thing without while well, missing what made it the important. point yeah like <laughs> this this guy's journey feels like when a whole bunch of companies tried to mimic the old spice style commercials <laughs> this is his skittles they, commercial yeah what they had what they picked up on was that people really liked the random old spice commercial so if we make random commercials that's the random that's funny <laughs> hey put this on my sword it's going to be xd random so yeah this this uh, this guy is the living skittles commercial of the brave little tailor <laughs> they have some similar energy no one wants either of them around them at any time. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the brave little tailor ultimately did more damage in the end. Like, not only the the physical damage he enacted upon the world as he actually accomplished the random tasks that he was set to, but the emotional damage he set upon the wife who did not want him. <laughs> at least this guy's kids seem to respect him even after he disappears for a long time to sticky up a dragon cave. He plays fun games with them. Yeah. What's not to love? And then he just, like, shoots his gun out randomly in the yard for fun. Maybe someday they'll come to understand that he's a deadbeat, but for now, he's fun dad. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The mom, the mom is always the one disciplining and cleaning up honey. <laughs> <laughs> and dad is the one playing fun games and letting them eat honey. <laughs> and she's probably there in the background during this entire exchange, but he just doesn't even notice her. Like, she doesn't register to him. So he doesn't. She doesn't get a mention. She yeah, like when when she became pregnant. She prayed that they would have a honey allergy, but no fairy <laughs> heard her, and her prayer was unanswered. You, you do gotta phrase those exactly right. <laughs> I feel like a fairy would look at the mischief potential in that situation and and pass that up on principle. <laughs> yeah, you're asking for less mischief in the world, and. Uh, that's going to be a nah from me on Fairy Shark Tank. <laughs> <laughs> no no investment in that one. That's, that's your, probably smart. Your wish sucks. Get out of here. <laughs> I want to watch Fairy Shark Tank so bad. <laughs> See, this at least formalizes the process of getting what you want from fairies. Maybe Which a sh- lot of people could stand to do. <laughs> Maybe Shark Tank is like modern day Fae <laughs> deals. <laughs> like the the world has changed a lot since the Bird Fairy War, and a lot of magic's been left from it. So now now the Fae are left to being like weird lawyers venture and Shark Tank people, <laughs> yeah, venture capitalists and lawyers. That's <laughs> that's where the Fae have gravitated. Well, I don't know if we solved this one at all, but we did talk about it a lot. I don't so. think it needed solving necessarily. No, it, it's pretty solid on its own. <laughs> a, a fun remix of our brave little tailor. as <laughs> <laughs> a sticky honey nightmare. Uh, so thank you, Kid Chaos Gilded with Cheese. Thank you. For suggesting this one. Thank you. And thank you to FairyTalesWithAZ.com for just being so radical. Always delivering. Always good. Never misses. 
and once more before the rest of our thank yous, uh, I do want to continue the announcement from last week that I have the Kickstarter going uh, up here soon. So the, the launch page should be up by the time. Like, we're recording this pretty well in advance. But so assuming, assuming I didn't mess up real, real bad, <laughs> uh, we should have a link to that uh, below. So again, I've, I've made a, a book of uh, of the characters that I've been drawing over the past 10 years with some of their stories, some behind the scenes process stuff, um, a few like lessons in, in design in the back of it. Uh, and uh, I did put in some pet tacks of Cricket and Freybug <laughs> at the end. Uh, so if you are interested in checking out that that Kickstarter, that book, um, click on the link that theoretically exists at this point. Uh, and thank you very much. And thank you, of course, to our uh, to everyone for listening for the to this episode. Uh, thank you to our patrons for supporting us and filling our Discord with joyful memes and hilarious schemes. Thank you to our top-tier patrons, Five-Headed Snake God, Allison, Frog Whisperer, Lucky, Lord of Dragons, Biblio Princess, Midori, Becca, Lobster No Longer, The New and Improved Haley, The Cheese Fairy Cometh, Cobbler's Got a Cobble, Awkward, Project Birdfall Informant, Funky Little Strawberry, the person who can insist on continuing to be many punctuation marks, <laughs> Spaghetto is sorry for party crumping, Caitlin, Original Nestle Toll House chocolate chip cookies recipe, which is, in fact, the best chocolate chip cookie recipe. Your girl, Olwyn, Allie, Knife Dad, Cobus Cat, Emperor Versus, putting their crocs in sport mode, Pyrus, Nathan the Scott, Millipedish, What the Folklore was filmed by Dave, but he forgot to take the lens cap off, High Listus of Wimbus, Big Prince will get bigger until his demands are met, Haley Prime, Justin, Lily is letting you know you can always join the Stitch Along, just ping her, Izzy, and Jenna. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you always, Doug. Thanks, Doug. Thanks, Doug. We're what the folklore. That's how it works. Happily ever after. This has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have story suggestions for us, please send them to wtfolklore at gmail.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales. If you enjoyed our show, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts.